who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter. Who'd have thought astrology, centaurs, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive, Hanjo. Huh, What's your sign? Um, your astrology. What do you mean? Your astrology. But like, like my, all of my signs? Wait, there's more. Because than... I'm, I'm very confused. There's more than one? Okay, let's not get into this. But yeah, there was like, there was like a moon, a sun arising there's a whole chart that's very confusing that i've people have tried to explain to me but i i still don't get it is this why the centaurs in this chapter were so confusing because there's like so many different astrology signs probably Jesus. probably and i'm sure those names have hidden meanings in like latin or something gosh it's so much deeper than i thought Jesus. But anyways, that is Joe and I'm Jacob. And this is just another chapter, chapter 15, The Forbidden Forest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Indeed. Um, yeah. So if you are just catching us right now, Joe and I, we are covering Harry Potter, the first book. Uh, we've never actually read the books before until now. And we've definitely seen the movies though so we have a bit of knowledge uh surrounding harry potter but just not from the books and the books always better than the movies so that's exactly why we're diving in today for chapter 15 the forbidden forest and where we left off last chapter unfortunately they got detention terrible Terrible way to end a terrible chapter. Terrible way. Wow. Wow, Joe. I'm sorry. Tell us how you really feel. Well, I can go on a rant if you want me to. Well, maybe. Why? Why? Why they got to give detention for everything? Just why? I'm not going to even go on a full rant, but just tell me, why is this school's first response to literally everything is detention? Bro, just like move on. Okay. Sometimes they just get their points stocked and said they got both, bro. They got a hundred. They got both. They got hundred and fifty points docked, which took them from first place after Harry's win in the Quidditch Cup match to dead last, and Harry being the most hated student probably in Hogwarts history. And yeah. there are some pretty bad ones because you know who went to he Hogwarts. Went to Hogwarts. Yeah. I mean, do we know that yet? Is this like a spoiler? Yeah, you know he went to Hogwarts. Um, they say that uh, towards the beginning of the book. And yeah, so that's kind of where it starts and where it was left off. They lost a lot of points. I mean, Malfoy lost a lot of points as well, but he was only one. But it turns out also Neville was a part of this, this gambit. And he lost points for Gryffindor as well, unfortunately. So Neville, Harry, Hermione, all detrimental this time to... Gryffindor's success and like you said nobody likes Harry anymore they're all mad at him they're like dang what if that's a lot of points to lose 
and Ron even tries to kind of make him feel better saying like, come on, my brothers, Fred and George, they've lost a lot of points for Gryffindor and people still love them. And then Harry's like, I don't know, we, we lost quite a few points this time. And Ron's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So detention for them is kind of very interesting. So Filch leads them to, Hagrid's place and it turns out they're going to the Forbidden Forest at night which is very extreme for some 11 year olds they've been told not to go into this forest ever under any circumstances and this is their detention yeah for first years oh we're gonna get into this Jacob we're gonna get the second that we go into our deep analysis I'm ripping this chapter apart Mm. it's very very strange um to say the least but so they do go into um, the forest after all with Hagrid and they go with Fang as well. And they kind of split up into groups mm-hmm. and yeah, they, they split up and um, they find some pretty suspect stuff in the forest. They see some unicorn blood, which is very sacred and should not be just in the forbidden forest like that. And all of a sudden, uh, Harry, he finds a, a centaur, like we were alluding to at the top. And he's like spitting facts at them and whatnot. And eventually, um, they also see a cloaked figure, mm-hmm. which was very scary. And this cloaked figure, guess what he was doing, Joe? Guess what he was doing? Um, does it rhyme with... I can't rhyme, but was he drinking unicorn blood? <laughs> he was drinking unicorn blood, Disgusting. like a savage, like a gross cloaked figure he is. Or she, who, I, I, who, I, whatever I a, it is. I have a question. This is like a very side topic question. Mm. So I don't know why, but when I kind of saw that they were like drinking unicorn blood, it got me thinking with like this whole like army hammer thing that's going on right now. Oh gosh. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get into like the whole army hammer thing, but like, um, do you think there is like, cause then when like, I thought about army hammer and I thought about that show, uh, Hannibal, mm. because like that show is about a cannibal. Mm. So I was like in the wizarding world, do they have actors? Like, like, do they have like TV shows and stuff where like, do they have like the, the wizarding world, Hannibal version of our army hammer yeah. or Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I was just I think curious. I don't know if they're they're like that. It seems like their form of entertainment is like playing wizard chess and going to Quidditch matches. Oh, I would slap or going to the leaky cauldron and get a few few drinks with the with the boys. But I feel like it's so similar to like how you and I would go out and have fun. Like you go to a bar. Or, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know if you play chess or not. I play chess, like, every night. But, like, it's just, like, you play chess or, like, your video games, whatever. Let's just say video games. You play chess. You play video games. You go to the bar. But then we also come back home and watch Netflix. Are we wizards? Are we? But that's the thing. It's kind of similar. Is Hagrid in his hut after he said bye to like Norbert? Is he in his throws hut? on the Quidditch match on TV? <laughs> like, well, maybe you would have TVs. I don't know. In the Do movies, they? I've never actually seen a TV. I don't think so. Anyways, sorry. I, 
Sorry, I cut you off. We're in the Forbidden Forest right now, and uh, we're in the Forbidden Forest, and there is a cloaked figure eating unicorn blood, um, mm-hmm. straight from the unicorn. Very, very gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harry, at that point, he's he's like stuck. He's frozen, and he gets that same pain that he's felt in his scar before, and it's like excruciating. And he doesn't know what to do. He's frozen, and then another centaur comes in, and he saves. Uh, Harry and unfortunately the other centaurs are like uh, you should not be doing that that's like against our our star prophecies and whatnot you should that's like that's malarkey you should not be doing that malarkey and so he that centaur ends up going to save Harry he brings him back to Hagrid and yeah that's pretty much most of the chapter they find out that that are no the centaur tells him that that's Voldemort essentially and so Mm -hmm. Harry's like that's why he felt the the pain in his uh forehead again he doesn't say it's Voldemort but he says he says it's Voldemort but not like explicitly and Harry kind of like puts two and two together essentially I think when it clicks in Harry's head that it basically is Voldemort because of the yeah no, well, yes, the scar, but actually, I don't th- like it's because of the scar, yes, but also one thing that uh, that they that uh, what's the guy say? For, how do you say his name? Forenzi? I think so. You and I are so bad with like these, these yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, I think I it's Forenzi. I think it's like the only person who drinks unicorn blood is somebody who has nothing to gain, mm. so who has nothing to lose, but everything to gain. And I think when he's like that, it's like, wait, who the, who could that be? Oh my God, is it he who shall you not know. be named? Mm-hmm. I also liked how Forenzi wasn't scared when Harry said Voldemort. Yeah, and he's even willing to kind of let the prophecy change. Essentially, like their form of magic is kind of different from with typical wizard. They like. They read like the stars or whatever like astrology or something and they just believe like this is the way and so he's like well maybe this time it's wrong um i'm gonna be different this time and he brings him back to hagrid and is like okay this is this is the new way um so be it yeah this this chapter jacob was so good it was such a good chapter like it was one of those where you just couldn't put the pages down. Like I didn't want to get off my couch. I didn't want to like go and like get a cup of tea or get coffee or anything. Even if I was thirsty or hungry, I just wanted to read this chapter because a, it was infuriating because the punishment, why would they split up in the forbidden forest? That's <laughs> on top I don't of know. That, it's like there's I'm gonna pull up this one quote right here. I think it's on 251 of, of my page. My book, sorry. So Harry asks Hagrid when they're in the Forbidden Forest and after they split up, right after they split up, Harry's like, could it be a werewolf killing the unicorns? Hagrid says, quote, not fast enough. It's not easy to catch a unicorn. They're powerful magical creatures. I never knew one to be hurt before. So why the fuck are you bringing out five little kids, five first year students? Not only that, two of them left with one, like with a pet, with Fang. 
Fangs is yeah, Fangs. Fang. And the other two went with you. And the two of them that went alone is Neville and Draco. And yeah. Who everyone hate each other. <laughs> knows that not only do they hate each other, that Draco will go out of his way to like to bully, mm. bully Neville to death. Like basically to death. So essentially. Like he yeah, knocked it, him out. He knocked him out. It makes zero sense that they're doing that. And like, what is Filch's role if he's not going to be going with them or something? Like, he's just like the escort to bring them to Hagrid. So Hagrid brings them out alone. Like, come on, numbers, numbers. Like if they're like traditional detention, you're just sitting in a classroom or like doing lines like Draco mentioned. He's like, oh, I thought we were just going to do lines or something. It's like, no, you're going into the Forbidden Forest. Um, with one person and a flying creature named Fang, and uh, makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. I, I love how when Draco says that line, like, "Oh, the like," I thought we we're gonna do lines, and Hagrid says, "And uh, sorry," and Draco says, "I'm gonna call my father and tell him." And your dad's gonna say, "That's how he's gonna at Hogwarts." I was like, I thought that was like kind of funny because it's like it kind of shut Draco up. That was pretty good. Um, I like that. Not enough Draco this chapter. Not enough Draco. As as much, as much as I hate him, I felt like he could have played a much more prominent role. He's, like in what sense? Like complain more and just kind of throw a fit or like being involved with like finding the unicorn or... No, so when Neville had originally put up the red sparks, Hagrid went to go see mm. okay. them and then they come back and you know, Hagrid explains that Drake was a fucking asshole and snuck up, tried to scare, tried to scare Neville to death. I thought it would have been interesting if we kind of got a page or two of that interaction. And then another one is I wish that once Harry and Draco had seen the hooded gentleman or woman, we don't know yet, um, drinking the unicorn blood. Like, what happened to Draco at that point? Like Draco kind of like, like Ferenzi basically like he picked Harry, but what happened to Draco? Yeah, the rest of the characters kind of fade as soon as they're in the Forbidden Forest. There's that interaction where Neville and Malfoy are together in the forest and then Malfoy plays a stupid trick on him and then forces Neville to fire up the flare. And then aside from that, there's like, you don't hear much about, Hermione like there's nothing going on it's only really Harry who takes forth with the centaurs and Hagrid essentially and then it kind of goes to the next chapter from there um there is a there is maybe a bit of lacking for yeah definitely I think you make up a good point there with Draco could be involved more to kind of spice it up a little I can't believe I said I want more Draco Malfoy like I can believe it I don't know, like, as much as I hate him as a character, he just adds another layer. Like, Absolutely. He, he just adds a much-needed, like, human element. Like, he's not perfect. He's the class bully, but you kind of support him. And I don't know mm-hmm. if I support him because I, like, I know how everything happens at the end of the, of the whole series. But, like, even, like, if I, if I take that bias aside, this book alone is you kind of feel bad for draco 
Do you feel bad for him? Let me explain. Let me explain. Okay. So, in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the entire book, I feel bad for Draco. And the reason why I do feel bad for Draco is because he's never described as happy or he's never described as somebody who, who you know, is joyful or is succeeding or he's kind of always complaining. And I get it, like he's doing it to himself. But I think the environment that he's put himself in, and yes, this is all his fault. I feel bad for Draco because he's 11 and all he knows from what... yeah. All he knows from what I can understand is what his father taught him. Because he, he keeps on mentioning, wait till my father hears about this. Like True. He's, he's raised in such a pompous way that he doesn't understand the basic moralities of just being an 11-year-old and having fun. Like, Fair. So you're saying like he just he doesn't know any better and he's just yeah. he's kind of like acting out of instinct of all he knows, really. And you kind of have empathy for him because he could be different but he just doesn't know how to be really yeah but he's a fucking asshole like he is (laughs) he's an he's entertaining though he adds wrinkles to the plot that are help progress it but also just add a little bit of entertainment um like i don't i don't like that he bullies neville but it's kind of there's something to it there's something to it This was um, a great chapter. such a good chapter yeah i thought it was really good and one of the things that was like really kind of like potent for me was the contrast of like life and death with the unicorn once they get into the forbidden forest and like all types of fiction unicorns are a symbol of life and even one of the lines um that the centaurs says basically is like how important like unicorn blood is and like how it's like uh if you if you're using it it's like you have nothing left to lose and we see this cloaked figure drinking at it it's like lifeless cloaked figure has killed a unicorn the symbol of life and is draining its blood for its own sake and i don't know it's kind of it's kind of showing that stuff is really going down and the fact that this is one of the last chapters it's kind of like teeing up that it's almost it's reaching its boiling point and just a good metaphor that jkr uses with the the unicorns i really enjoyed that i i love how she used the unicorns and like you said just the contrast of life and life and life life and death oh my god i can't i can't speak today the difference the contrast between life and death and and i think a really important thing is when forenzi stopped once he had harry on his back he um he asks him, he's like, do you know what unicorn blood is used for? Harry says, no, you know, we've only used the horn and the tail in potions class with Professor Snape. Then Ferenzi says something, quote, that is because it is a monstrous thing to slay a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Only one who has nothing to lose and everything to gain would commit such a crime. The blood of a unicorn will keep you alive, even if you are an inch from death, but are at a terrible price. Like, bars bars yo honestly we could do a like we could do a whole rap on like jk rowling quotes i mean you could because you you can actually rap but i have no talent in my body (laughs) Uh, there's there's some good ones and she even writes some um some of those songs i mean it's kind of cringe it's it's bars bars um yeah just like 
the whole thing with the the contrast of life and death through the eyes of a unicorn that I thought it was super special, you know, like interesting. It was special and it, it really stood out to me. It, that I think that was the thing that stood out the most. And I know you probably said that's what stood out for you also, but I think it's just hard to, it's hard that like when unicorns are such a sacred animal in every other fairy tale, but in this one, in the very first book, J.K. Rowling said, "No, no, no. We're gonna sh- we're gonna show them who's boss." And she just kills off a fucking unicorn because, you know, why not? It let's just show how desperate Voldemort is to get back to life. Mm-hmm. Is absolutely, and it's it's really like once they get into the forest, they're seeing when they see the unicorn blood. So it kind of builds up even in the chapter that we're gonna see something intense happen, and that's kind of where it ends. And was there was there another quote that you was or was that your quote or moment for this chapter no no i had a quote where this one was like it was a little bit after this and it was i we both mentioned it earlier on this uh this chapter but it's a quote and this is forenzi speaking to harry as he's letting harry off his back and once hagrid goes to see the the dead unicorn quote good luck harry said Ferenzi, the plans have been read wrong before now even by mm-hmm. centaurs i hope this is one of those times yeah yeah i really like that one as well yeah. and like the reason why i loved it is just because i think at that point it it kind of switched harry in my brain from a child to a hero because you had this cent no, no but you had this centaur who is defying defying his beliefs in order to fight for an 11 year old human yeah and it just makes you think that, you know, Professor McGonagall and, and Dumbledore in the very first chapter said that one day this boy will be celebrated by all. Mm. And this is literally by all. It's a centaur who does not, who is going against his morals, going against his own people in order to fight for what he believes to be right. And I think that's just like amazing. It yeah. is. Um, and it's, yeah, he's definitely he's pushing against the kind of status quo for whatever centaurs are, but that's what he's doing there. And he's going against his core kind of uh, structure of how centaurs react for Harry Potter. And they, they knew who he was. They recognized him right away because the whole world knows, well, the wizarding world, including centaurs know about him. And he was really willing to put this the kind of like prophecy on the line for Harry Potter, which is crazy. really amazing. Um, my favorite kind of spot in the chapter, it actually is not even a really important one necessarily. It's not when they're in the Forbidden Forest. It's actually before that. It's right after they've gotten their points deducted and everyone hates hates Harry Potter and it's on page 179 of my book and it goes from being one of the most popular and admired people at the school Harry was suddenly most hated even Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs turned on him because everyone had been losing to see longing to see Slytherin lose the cup everywhere Harry went people pointed and didn't trouble to lower their voices uh, as they insulted him and it's just like that was kind of like a turning point for even Harry where he's like, damn, uh, after like all the praise he's had 
from the start of the semester, he feels like it's it's changed all of a sudden, but it's not like he's going to stop fighting for what he wants and what he believes in. So it's just kind of like a, it's a, like a fork in the road and you got to choose which path you're going down. And obviously he's thinks he's going down the right path anyways, but it's just kind of a, I don't know, it's a bit of a pause in his, I don't know, development of him being the boy who lived, everyone loves me, blah, blah, blah. It's a little r- ruffle in um, that kind of mindset, but it kind of it obviously works out in the end and the end of the chapter where he's still a hero in the centaur's eyes. So, um, and surely down the line in the next chapters, he will be as well. I got to ask you, um, what did you think of it when, you know, Harry was explaining to Ron, um, you know, that he saw Voldemort? that it was Voldemort and Ron kept on saying, don't say his name. Will you stop saying the name? What, like, do you think that there should have like, that JKR should have elaborated on that a little bit more between Ron and Harry? Because it just seemed to end abruptly. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's kind of, it kind of goes back to the previous chapters where, or even on the train where he's like, he blurts out the name Voldemort without kind of, without hesitation Ron's like what the heck why'd you say that don't say that and he's just he's not like even though he's had the interactions he's had the pain from the scar he's still not he's still not very fearful of it he's it's kind of more of an idea more than a reality even because I think the face like he still hasn't seen his face he doesn't know what Voldemort looks like or anything he just knows the idea and he he's pretty sure that the cloaked figure is Voldemort, but at the end of the day, it's still, it feels like it's still an idea for him. So I, it, maybe it could have been expanded more of why he's kind of saying it anyways, but I don't know. I think he's just still not kind of scared of Voldemort at that point. Let's uh, let me ask you chapter, who'd you love in this chapter? And I guess, was that person your chapter winner? Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's Harry for me. Um, again, um, very, he goes through a lot in this chapter. Obviously he's, <laughs> there's a lot of highs and lows from Harry and very emotional for him. But I think overall he's, he's still, he's still developing so much as a character. And I thought this one was overall really important. So I don't know. Harry's my chapter winner and my favorite character for this one. How about you? Same thing? Or you have... My favorite character was Harry, just because, like I mentioned, Harry goes from human to hero, like, in mm-hmm. my eyes. But he wasn't my hero. I think Forenzi. Like, for me, it was, it was like, a no-brainer, just because he went against his own religion, which was astrology. He went against his beliefs and he just kind of fought back against everything. And I just thought that was admirable. And like, to me, he wins my hero of this chapter. Um, yeah. Who'd you hate? Probably Malfoy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for me, like Malfoy and Bane. Both Mal- Malfoy, but I think also not a person, but just the justice system at Hogwarts. What the heck? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Why are they in the Forbidden Forest? Bro, explain it to me. Why? Like, it literally makes absolutely no sense why at 11 p.m. at night, they're in the Forbidden Forest on a full moon. 
like werewolves. It's and, like they're trying to get a lawsuit. Like they <laughs> and then and then Filch is saying, I still have my chains in my office and I polish them every now and then if you if uh, if ever they need it, how it used to be. Like, sir, hey, what? <laughs> sir, kids. If you don't go home, I might have to call the cops on you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anything else you want to, to add before we go to the broomsticks? No, I, I like that Harry has his um, invisibility cloak again, but that's kind of like how like the chapter ends ends. But mm-hmm. aside from that, no, let's go into our broomsticks. You go you first. first. Ooh, okay. You first. So I had written down five out of five mm-hmm. before we enter mm-hmm. this chapter, be this podcast, but listening back to it, Sorry, not listening, listening to your takes on it and, and me saying my takes out loud. I got to bump it down to a four out of five. Wow. Okay. It's, I still think it's an outstanding chapter, but five out of five would have to be perfect. It would have to be Diagon Alley level. It would have to be the boy who lived level. It would have to be the mirror of Erised level. And I don't think it's there. And I don't think either of those three got a five out of five from me. Wow. So. You were hyping it all up, and now you're gonna give it four out of five. I, a four out of five is still an eighty percent. It has eighty percent. Okay. Like, I wish we were doing half broomsticks because this would be no a, halves. I know, but this would just be like a perfect like four and a half out of five. Okay, fine. But it's a four. Fine. Out of five. You, Shall you, I give mine? Is it five or four? It's okay. four out of five as well. I don't know. <laughs> I That's what I wrote down initially as well. And I'm sticking to it because although I really enjoyed it and I think it kind of filled up a lot of important stuff and like the centaur astrology was pretty, pretty interesting. I don't know. It feels, and, and it's not necessarily that there's anything missing from it. I just, I don't know. I just four out of five calls call is my calling for this. My, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't really have a good explanation of why it's not a five out of five, but it was it's... just missing. It was just missing a little bit of oomph. It needed a little bit more oomph to it. Maybe, maybe just a little more oomph, and it would have been perfect for me. All right, Jacob. Do we have anything else to add? I don't think so. Thank you very much for tuning in to chapter fifteen. The Forbidden Forest. I'm Joe. That's Jacob. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter.